welcome to the Built on Air podcast, the variety show for all things Airtable. Each episode, we cover four different segments. It's always fresh and different and lots of fun while you get the insider info on all things Airtable. Our hosts and guests are some of the most senior experts in the Airtable community. Join us live each week on our YouTube channel every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern. And join our active community at builtonair.com join. Before we begin, a word from our sponsor, OntoAir.com. Any business running on Airtable gets the value that Airtable has, but also needs a few more functions to complete their operations. That's where OntoAir comes in. It's a suite of tools for any business running on Airtable to maximize your operations efficiencies and automations. One customer, John, states that OntoAir enables his business to function properly without having to think about building their own software. And that is pretty invaluable. The OntoAir Airtable apps are amazing and we use them often and are very happy with the results. So join John and hundreds more customers and take your Airtable to the next level with OntoAir. Sign up today with promo code BUILTONAIR for a 10% discount. Check them out at OntoAir.com. And now let's check out today's episode and see what we built on air. We are live. Welcome this Tuesday. This is season nine, episode 11 of the Built on Air podcast. Good to be with you. Uh, my name is Dan Fellers, one of the hosts and founders of Built on Air. And we have a special guest with us, Zoltan. Welcome, Zoltan. How are you? Hi there. Sorry, I was I was just listening to uh, uh, I had an echo in my ear. So hi, hi, good morning. All right, we'll get to we'll get to meet Zoltan a little bit later in the show and find out what uh, you're up to. But good to have you with us for for this episode. And we also have Camille with us. Hello, Camille. Hello. Glad you could uh, make it today. Hi, Camille. So, hi. And so we've got a good show for you guys today. As always, on the Built on Air podcast, we do four different segments where we'll go through a variety of different things and talk about all things Airtable and get you up to speed on everything new and show you some cool stuff that uh, ourselves and other people are working on. So with that, we'll kick it off. And so for today's show, just quickly go through, we'll go through all the different communities in the round the basis segment. We'll then do a spotlight on Onto Air, our primary sponsor. We will then, Camille will show us a base that she has built and showcase some formulas for time interval reporting. We'll then hear more about Zoltan and his story and what he's doing. And then Zoltan will then share uh, his new product that will be coming to market soon. And then we'll um, also do a spotlight on onto air and end it there. So with that, we will kick off with our round the bases. And we always like to start um, with the Airtable community. So this is, this is an ongoing thread. Obviously, if you're using Airtable, you're familiar with the big announcement that came out a couple weeks ago, the interface designer. I wanted to bring up the original thread because um, if you just saw kind of the announcement and you're not following closely, you're missing out on some great conversation that's happening 
in that thread. I don't know, Zoltan and Camille, if you've been following this, but mm -hmm. uh, some friends of the show are, are lively engaged in discussing. We've got Scott and Kavan and Bill and uh, others talking about and Justin. So there's some great discussion, a lot of it revolving around the, the pricing model of will Airtable ever allow um, users to use the interface that, that, you know, without having to be a paid user. Um, a lot of discussion on there. Any, any, Camille, have you been following this thread more? Um, I've followed the thread and then there was also two table talks uh, about interface designer. The one from last week was sort of a, like more of a behind the scenes sort of look at uh, interface designer that had some of the developers who had worked on it, uh, talking about some of the decisions they made and what their hopes for the future were. And um, that was a good um, sort of overview of where interface designer is today and some of the limitations that they hope to um, conquer in the future. And it dovetails kind of nicely with this thread because it's mostly um, Jordan, who is the community um, head of community at Airtable. So she's sort of answering questions on behalf of the rest of the Airtable team. Um, and a lot of the thread is people being, you know, a mix of things like being very excited because they can solve some of their use cases right away. And some people who are like very close to solving a use case, but it's missing one or two features. I'm one of those people. And then there's people who are like, like wholly unconvinced. Like, ah, this isn't what I need at all. I still need, you know, Pori or what have you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely a lot of selection. Yeah, that table talk, I watched that. Uh, one of them, the, the the technical one you described, I, that's, that was really good. Um, gave some good insight into um, what they're focused on. If I were to summarize that table talk, um, some key things, they, they definitely hear loud and clear the need to, to be able to create new records and delete records. And I think they kind of implied that that might be hopefully coming soon. They also understood the need for um, incorporating apps into interfaces, although that one it sounded like was probably farther down the road. Mm -hmm. um, or some other things I highlighted in that, in that table talk. They also addressed um, people wanting to share an interface with people outside of the base, just the yeah. interface itself. Um, I don't exactly recall what the consensus was from that table talk, but they talk about it. So, yeah, you know. Yeah, they didn't give any hard deadlines or, or yeah, expectations. There was no hard deadlines for anything, but yeah. they did mention some of the things that they were actively working on, and I don't want to mix things up. So yeah. watch that table talk. Yeah, yeah, definitely check out that that table talk. Got insight from, I think there was a, a designer, a developer, and the project manager all on that call with, with yeah. Aaron. <clears throat> so very good. Um, but yeah, good, good, good insight here. I thought I thought people shared some really good insight into um, into how people are thinking about this, and it's you know common threads of of discussion and concerns that I think have been around Airtable for a long time. So 
I'm pretty sure Airtable is aware of these concerns, but it's always good to give them that that feedback and hopefully they're figuring out their strategy long term to address some of these pressing pressing needs that keep coming up as far as sharing data and uh, using data and permissions and those sorts of things. So there, here's a link in this thread to the table talk must watch. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. So that's definitely a continuation of you know, the biggest um, biggest thread that, that's been happening um, this month. So be sure to check it out. The last two episodes, we've showcased the interface designer. So check out our previous episodes if you haven't watched those and want to get more up to speed on, on what's new with the interface designer. So they made some other announcements um, this week on managing Airtable at scale. So you might see some new functionality. These are starting to roll out. I've seen some of them in, in my bases. Um, some of these are enterprise only. Um, for example, the I believe this this UI, right, is enterprise only. It is. And changes, yeah. So if you're an enterprise customer, you likely see a new interface for managing your users, it looks like they now have the ability to create groups, user groups, um, and kind of put people into user groups. And then you can set up some some levels of of access to the groups instead of having to add individual users. So hopefully that would be nice to see in the in the pro plan as well. Uh, looks like some audit logs with at the enterprise level and workspace sharing restrictions um i think that's that i think is for pro as well um if that's the existing issue or fix that they already had and um so this one so improved loading times for bases of you know large bases i haven't tested this to see it. i have seen I think this is related to that big database upgrade that, that they made a while back. Um, so I have noticed a, a, a slight increase in, in loading times. I wouldn't say it's, um, well, actually, okay. So maybe this is even newer. So they're saying that it's going out to enterprise customers over the coming months. Um, so maybe we haven't seen that yet. So that would be good to see. And hopefully that that trickles down into the, the pro plans. Um, but yeah, these actually, this wasn't the list that uh, I was thinking of. So there's actually more than, than um, what they listed here. So I've got another thread on, on uh, Twitter. No, so this is the same one. So there was other, uh, I don't know if it's included in this, but there was other changes that they made. Okay, yeah, so bulk field editing. So I don't know if you've noticed, have you noticed that you can now, if I can, let's see if I can test this. So I can actually, if I hold down control, you can actually highlight multiple fields. And then if you right click on it, um, yeah, so I have the beginnings of this functionality. Mine does what yours does. It doesn't let me bulk do things yet, but it lets me bulk select. So it's I think interesting. I, I think it's a two-step process. <laughs> yeah. So what can you do? I don't think anything yet. 
I've seen it. I've seen it in another of my bases where Mm -hmm. um, it will bring up a a little um, pop up over here to have the option to bulk change permissions. So the rollout is probably just not complete. I have Mm -hmm. the the change in UI. I think the UI is universal, um, but I don't think I have the feature in my bases yet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the other change that, um, yeah, it's kind of like this. So now they kind of group their their sections based off of like the the view type uh, or the collaboration permission. Uh, so it looks like they got rid of like that default section that used to be there. So before the when you create a new section, it would put everything into like a default um, section. Now it looks like they, they kind of group them based off of the, the view. I believe they also, when you click on this, yeah, now when you click on adding a new grid, you now have the option to specify if you want it collaborative or a personal um, or locked. Although this locked one, I think I mentioned in, in, in the Slack community of, you, you don't really want to start with a locked view because there's no point in locking it because you want to configure it first and then lock it. So that's kind of an odd um, configuration there. <laughs> Any Anything else I've missed that they've added in these new updates? I think that's the bulk of it. Yeah, yeah. So I think you can tell that they, they spend a lot of time, obviously, in just making onboarding and engaging with their functionality as easy as possible. And I think the main thing, and I think Kavan mentioned this in our community that, um, you know, the main thing that, that they're showing you here is that these options exist. So maybe you don't need to use them right away, but you now know that, okay, there is some level of, of configuration. Now the question is, how do you change that? So you have to come up to here and then you can change it up here once it's already configured, but, um, good, good, good starting point to, to get going. So lots of new functionality looks like even more coming, especially if you're an enterprise customer. Um, and hopefully those trickle down. I, I really am anxious to see the, the improved loading time and see, um, how that trickles down into the, the pro and, and free plans, um, there. So, all right, moving on to the built-on-air community. I want to, if if anybody at Airtable is listening, um, Denali has been trying for weeks now to get a hold of enterprise sales. This isn't a good look. I don't know why salespeople wouldn't uh, be taking the call for somebody, but um, Denali has been trying to reach out. I've seen her post in the Airtable forums. She's posted in the built-on-air forums. I also saw her post on Twitter begging the enterprise sales team to get in touch with her so that they can upgrade their accounts. So, um, so if anybody has connections into the enterprise sales team at Airtable, please reach out to Denali um, and if you need her contact, feel free to reach out to me. So shout out and try to help her. <laughs> All right, moving on to the Reddit community. Um, a couple things posted on, on this community yet that I wanted to share. So this is a pretty cool, if you're using Stripe, if you're taking payments for your product, 
and you want to um, create a, a dashboard for those Stripe sales, check out um, what I actually don't know who this is, the, the sales guy. Um, check out this video that they posted. He made a video walking through his entire process and how to set it up. So great tutorial. Even if you're not using Stripe, you can kind of see a real life use case of somebody that's um, <laughs> building a, uh, a, a live dashboard with real data. And so a great walkthrough, just a six minute video. I always like to see these examples of real life scenarios. And so check that out via the, the Reddit post in there. Um, and then another one on posted on Reddit. Um, somebody was asking about a, a guide like this and whether you could build a style guide template. Um, and I see these quite a bit of like, could we build something amazing like this? And you know, Airtable is not quite there yet to create like a fully dynamic, you know, even the, the new interface designer, um, you wouldn't be able to create an interface like this that's pretty custom built. Um, the timeline could get you close, but even then the timeline doesn't have like broken out by yeah, hour. Like this. It's not by hour. Yeah. So this is a pretty custom looking UI that, that Airtable is not quite there yet. You could build it custom and then pull the data from Airtable. You could definitely create the data that populates this and have the start and end times and all of that you know, and everything that you would need to build this, but you, it, that would require pulling the data from, from the API. And I don't believe any, any third party tool, um, like a softer or Pori or stacker. I don't believe you could build something as, as custom as this. In yeah, any of those none, none do them outright, but the calendar I use for all of my apps, fullcalendar.io, which is a open source, um, option it you could build that you could build something like this i mean i i don't want to but yes with full calendar.io you you totally could you could do that yeah 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 but you'd be building it custom yeah yeah it would be a custom app like justin's saying yeah 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 and it wouldn't be public facing yeah but you could, yeah, you could make it public. Um, if you built it as an app inside of Airtable, then you could you could do that as well, yeah. Or you mm -hmm. could pull it via the the API and build it custom. Yeah, yeah, you could do that. Yeah, so a couple options there. Now, I will also give a plug. Um, we have an integration. I actually have a client that actually is a um, media company and they run a, a TV um business just like this. And they've been doing a version of this in um, Google Sheets. And they're now looking to use our Ontario product because we have an integration with Google Sheets. And you actually can build something like this. It does require scripting to get the data into a format that could work, um, but it doesn't require a custom app. So if you are doing something like this, get in touch with ontoair.com and, um, and and we can walk you through how you could potentially set that up. We'll, we'll be doing a use case 
on something similar to this, but this kind of grid layout, you actually can populate it, create kind of a template that gets populated with Airtable data using our our integration with uh, Google Sheets. So that's that's another approach that you could take. So, but yeah, definitely definitely not out of the box. It's going to require something else. So, all right, moving on. Let me see. I think my daughter messaged me. <laughs> um, another cool use case, another example. I love these real life use cases of, of people using Airtable and then showing how they're building real um, working examples that they're using in their business. So um, this is from Kwong, if I'm saying your name right. Um, built a, a automation to um, populate their YouTube channel. And he walks through, he created a video walking through exactly how everything is set up. It's a really good video, I watched it. Um, and, um, and showcases it. I believe he's using uh, Integromat and, and, and I think Zapier as well. I think he, there's certain things that only one of them could do. And so it did require both Integromat and Zapier especially the, the posting to um, YouTube portion of the video. But he, he has basically an entire YouTube production process automated in YouTube and does some pretty cool stuff. So if you're in the uh, video creation space and looking for a real life uh, walkthrough of how you can populate and create YouTube channels, YouTube um, videos, and manage that whole process from Airtable, check out this, this video, it's really cool. Um, and it's actually similar in the built-on air with this video that, that, that um, or this channel, we actually automate a lot of, of our post-production stuff. Uh, we take a different approach to him. Someday maybe I'll, I'll create a video on everything that goes into that. We use some other um, APIs to, to automate that, but, Again, similar, very similar concept to to um, this gentleman, and uh, but it's really cool to use Airtable and just automate a lot of this that normally would just be a lot of busy work and, and time constraint. All right, going on. I think this is our last one. Um, actually, we've already talked about this, so this is just a Twitter thread from um, from Airtable talking about some of the new. Uh, admins announcements. So that is anything, anything I miss Camille, anything worth highlighting in the communities? I think that's about it. Okay. Very good. Okay. Quickly, I'm going to give a spotlight, a shout out to, um, onto air. I'm going to bring up our as we're moving on. So onto air is a primary sponsor of the built on air community. And it's an all-in-one toolkit to run your business. It's a suite of apps that do a variety of different tasks from backing up your data to the cloud to uh, making it easier to interact with your data and perform automations and whatnot. So check out ontair.com for all your Airtable business needs. And for today's spotlight, I'm going to um, check out our soon to be released. I think on last week's video, I said it would be released last week. We're in the queue for Airtable to push out the new version of our, of our Amplify product. 
So if you watched last week's video and was wondering where it's at, it is still not live. I'm waiting on Airtable to pull the trigger and, and push it live. Um, so hopefully this week, although with this week being a holiday week uh, with Thanksgiving, it might not go out this week. So we'll see when, when this goes live. But I wanted to showcase a new feature that got added in this new um, version that will be coming out, which is a highly requested feature. I know um, in talking to clients that are either law firms or accounting firms any or medical firms, um, if you're dealing with a lot of PDFs and you need to highlight and annotate your PDFs, we've incorporated annotations into our PDF viewer through the use of a third-party um, annotation service called Hypothesis. And it's actually free to use. So if you check out Hypothesis, and we have the links in here, it will, if, and, it's, and it's configurable to turn on. You can turn it on or off if you want annotations or not. But when it's on, um, and we have that link there to the Hypothesis website, it will bring up a sidebar that will show you um, the ability to annotate. So you can actually highlight things and annotate and add a comment to there, and then it will save and you can post it into your test group. And then it will be available to every other user in your team that's, that's associated with this test group. And so a very powerful way to, to um, annotate your PDFs and make comments and make them stick so that they're, they exist um, long-term and whatnot. So if you are in need of PDF annotations, check out Ontair Amplify and the soon-to-be-released uh, version will have annotations as part of that release. So hopefully coming soon to an app store near your Airtable. Very good. Now we're going to move on to our field focus. And Camille, I will share your screen and take it away. Okay. Um, I made a base for the first time in forever and put it on the Airtable <laughs> universe. And um, uh, the whole sort of purpose around it was to help make uh, time-based reporting easier. So I've noticed a lot of people need to come up with reports for everything that came out in November, all of my records from November or all of my records from quarter four, 2021, or all records from 2021 in general. And you can set up views to do this um, and then print the views that way, but that's less flexible. And if you needed to run, um, you know, some calculations on the data, like the total number of sales, and you wanted to keep a running log of that, it's kind of difficult unless you start linking records together and keep a reports table. So I built a fairly simple implementation that does that, and I put that on the Airtable universe. It relies on um, one automation. The automations don't get copied over when you uh, post to the universe. So I'm going to explain what they are um, when we get there. So um, to start off, it's a very simple sort of use case that I have built out where I have, you know, some records that are associated with a particular date. Um, think of them as like transactions. So 
on the 12th of November, I, you know, had a $25 transaction. Um, if I wanted to know every, you know, the total of uh, sales that I had done in November, um, you know, I would want to have a report that uh, pulls all of the relevant records in together. And so what I did was um, I made a somewhat complicated formula, except it's not that complicated, it just took a little bit of um, thinking through to identify precisely what the formula needed to be. So it makes use of date time format, which I think most people, if you've dealt with formulas and dates before, you're familiar with date time format, but it actually, instead of having it output one format, it outputs every format I would want it to be, depending on the number or the types of reports that I want. So um, if I take a look at my reports table, you can kind of see based on the name, the types of reports that I'm reporting on. So I have the year, I have the quarter, I have the month, and I have the week, um, the numerical week in the year. Um, going back to my log table, more transactions, you can see it's converting the 12th of November into all of the relevant time periods that it falls under. So the year of 2021, the quarter four of 2021, the 11th month of 2021, and the 46th week of 2021. Um, this formula can be adjusted based on the types of reports you wanted to do. If you only needed year, this is much simpler. If you only needed week, this is much simpler. But if you needed an array of uh, different types of reports, this is what this formula is doing. The reason why there's a bunch of substitutes in here is because I've used um, symbols to uh, separate out or to add an identifier of what the type of report is. So if we take a look at this one here, um, and hopefully this is large enough on my screen. So zoom in. So you'll see YYYY, which is the full year, dash at the symbol Q dash uppercase Q. The reason why it's doing that is because if I uh, said quarter there, the word quarter, the way daytime format works is it takes letters as variables for um, a daytime format. So if I tried writing in quarter where this Q is, it would it it wouldn't come out the way I wanted. So I I have to sort of introduce a new step in here, and then use a switch formula or a substitute formula rather to replace that Q with the actual word quarter in the final result. The final result is this very long string. And I recognize that that was going to be difficult for people to figure out. Um, so I wrote a script uh, that sort of helps you write the formulas that you need in order to um, come up with every relevant formula in this space. So uh, for me, um, I'm in Los Angeles, so my weeks start on a Sunday. But if you wanted to change this and say, include weeks as a reporting variable, but uh, have weeks start on a Monday, you would adjust your settings for the script, click run, and then it will output the proper formula for you. Um, and then you'll see there's a couple more formulas. Most of them or all of them are in the other table. So I'll do a quick rundown of what those are doing. Um, but before I get, uh, whoops. Before I get there, that one automation, all it's doing is copying this value 
into this field. This field is the link to the reports. So it's it's really simple, the, the actual automation of it. The difficult piece was um, all of the various formulas. So um, you see, once you copy an array into a link to another record field type, it creates the number of um, records that are necessary. So all of the individual time periods are their own record. And then I have a series of fields that are interpreting this, you know, 2021 month 10 into the start and end time of what that time period is. This is also somewhat complicated. So I'll, uh, friendly name is actually not uh, necessary. So I have a few formulas that are extracting out of the name what the time period is or the time unit, year, quarter, month, week. And then I have another formula that is sort of doing the reverse where it's taking the time period out of uh, the full string. One more formula that is converting this into this using this date time format. So, um, and then from there, period start and period end are again interpreting this into a start and end time. Um, the simplest formula is period end, where it's just taking whatever the start is plus one time unit and then minus one day. So no matter what time period you're dealing with, year, month, week, if you add one year to the start of it and then subtract one day, you'll get the end of that year. Same thing with week, month, quarter. So simplest formula that probably won't need to be adjusted no matter what changes you wanna to make to the space. Period start is also kind of simple. And again, um, I knew the formulas would be the hardest part. So I wrote a script to write the formulas for you. Uh, if we sort of look at all of them lined up, um, period start again is just parsing out what one of the formatted fields are. I, it involves regex replace um, to sort of uh, have a universal conversion, if that makes sense, of uh, how I've formatted the primary uh, primary field. If you take this space and adapt it for your needs, and let's say you don't want your primary field to be formatted like this, the base is going to be entirely different because it's, uh, you know, <laughs> the formulas are very reliant on everything sort of being in this format. Um, whatever the year is, whatever the time unit is, dash, and then the relevant number. If it's not in that format, it's these formulas are going to panic and you have to rewrite them on your own. But as far as I know, it's more or less foolproof. Uh, I know that's setting myself up for a disaster, but I've done a lot of testing <laughs> and I haven't, as long as you feed it actual dates, it should work. And then just as an example of what you could do now that each reporting period is its own record if you had page designer or document or you know all of the other ones that allow you to have pdfs of um pdfs of records in, uh that you can print out and export um because they're all linked you could include a table in them and then list them out so you can print them all on one sheet 
that is nicely reported and you could sum the total of them all and the number of records, um, et cetera. So if I go forward in time, you could see it's changing within the types of records that fall into the relevant reporting period. That's impressive. That is pretty cool. <laughs> it's it's all formulas and it, it kind of sucks that the automation doesn't come in because this base actually has a few other automations that are not relevant to the uh, use case I just described, but it does do stuff like if you wanted to fake an auto number, which I've covered on this show before, it includes those automations, but they're not in the universe. So, mm. I mean, that kind of sucks. But um, auto report is the one that's relevant to this. And literally all it's doing is, is copying um, the value of uh, that one long formula string into the link to another record field. And that's it. Gotcha. Very cool. So this is uh, very useful for financial reporting or any any really kind of date-based reporting, keep track yeah. of the history. I, I see it being asked a lot. And so I wanted to make something that kind of sets it all up for you. So if you get it from the universe, it should come with the, um, yeah, it'll come in with the script app. So even, I mean, the formulas are going to be there, but if you need help writing your own variation of the formula um, to either add or remove time periods, the script will come in it with it as well. So you could use that. The one time period I didn't figure out was century. And I don't want to, so you're, you're all on your own. Nice. That is a cool trick though, the one uh, to add the full duration and then subtract one to get the lat, the end period. Yeah. Peer, end period is yeah to one more time it's whatever the start is plus one whatever the time unit is it really doesn't matter the time unit so from 2021 like january 1st 2021 add a whole year so 2022 january 1st and then minus one day that would be the 31st of december 2021 works yep. for any time period yeah, and like Google Sheets and Excel have a period end function, I think, mm -hmm. but Airtable does not. So that's how you implement it. Yeah, you have to nest two date ads together. Yep. Awesome. Very cool, Camille. And we'll have a link to the uh, universe um, example so you can try it out and play with it. And even just as a learning experience to, to check out the formulas and see how everything's working so awesome thank you for sharing that let's go back here and we are now going to meet the creators so in this segment zoltan we just want to get to know a little bit about you about your story interested to hear how you found airtable and um maybe give us some some background on previous uh experiences that you've had and what what's your story yep thank you thanks for thanks for having me on here um yeah so let's start with a little personal background so i think it makes sense uh i'm uh, a non-technical builder uh, maker 
uh, which I think uh, auto automatically draws me to to uh, some tools and platforms that are that are built for non-technical people. But uh, my story or our story with TrueSource is a little uh, it's a, it's a little peculiar, I would say here because we're we're not necessarily building something on top of Airtable. Although we are, but our, our tool requires technical uh, uh, um, technical knowledge on our side. So we're not we're not non we're not only non technical builders here. Um, but my background. Um, so I'm originally from Hungary. Uh, uh, one of uh, highlights of my career, I, I founded and led the Google office in Hungary. This is back in historical times. Um, like uh, beginning of the of, of, of the century that Camille is not tracking. <laughs> uh, and uh, then on, uh, then I moved on and worked in marketplaces, one of the largest marketplace operators uh, in the world. They're currently called Adavinta. Um, they recently acquired eBay classifieds uh, last year and uh, they operate marketplaces, I think around 15 countries these, these days. They used to be up to like 25 at one point. I was the uh, person running um, product marketing, analytics, and innovation uh, on a global level based out of Barcelona, and then moved to California about six years ago, uh, worked in a B2B SaaS startup um, um, that I had a small exit out of. And about a year ago, I met my co-founder. Uh, his name is Edward. Uh, he's my he's my technical co-founder. And uh, given our background, he's also ex-Google, but he's on the technical side. He worked in the uh, the machine learning team um, of Google back when machine learning was 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 not a sexy thing. And uh, so basically, we were kind of like, uh, and he he he's also he's also like super into data. So we were kind of drawn into this space of uh, of data and 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 non-technical uh, field, and you know we were we were kind of iterating and I would say co-founder dating for a while uh, before we kind of figured out the area what what's going to be the the product and the and the problem space that we're building for, and this is how we kind of came to like Airtable and 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 the related uh, uh, platforms that actually do host data or serve as kind of databases for for not necessarily technical people and you know smaller smaller teams smaller projects and uh we were looking at uh, some of the problems that that creators and makers are facing and 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 we really um have discovered that um it's really difficult and you know we you just discussed about the interface designer here but uh when 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 we when we started building there there was really not a simple way to to make uh, your bases make your google sheets or even worse make your csv files available uh viewable filterable editable and pub publishable and 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 even more difficult is monetizable by by anybody on the internet so that's how actually true source was born with 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 that thought but i'll i'll, I'll just kind of like stop here with the yes. with the personal introduction very cool and um yeah and you're and you're based out in camille's neck of the world you're out in la i am our our company is actually fully remote so that's okay uh, yeah. i'll count it <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah I'm 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 in LA. Uh, Edward, my co-founder, is in Palo Alto. 
uh, and we have we have team 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 members basically all throughout the U.S. Uh, so we're like fully remote. We're 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 a post-COVID organization. I would I would call ourselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome. So with with True Source, kind of the the mission is to allow data builders to monetize and and share their data and. and and, yeah, um, it's 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 basically to empower creators uh, to yeah to market and monetize their data in a way that was that was not possible before, and and we're kind of doubling down on data. So uh, we are aware that there are some other you know visual builders, uh, website builders, or even even some other builder tools, um, even even mentioned on on today's podcast before um, that you can build um applications based based on airtable or based on even even google sheets uh or some other um data hosting services um but we make it super simple and and some of the things that we do uh like multiple bases multiple tables nested uh linked together are super difficult if not impossible to build with uh with 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 any other platform awesome and you're gonna you're gonna show us uh how the how to set that up here in a second um yes i will show some examples i will show uh sneak peeks into the into the creator interface i i can't show the full interface right now because uh, we're pre-launch so we're still building it um, we have uh, we have a we have actually a working product, so our, our backend functions uh, completely. But yeah, as I've said, we're we're still building the front end, and um, yeah, I can I can I can give sneak peeks, but um, yeah, I can't show the the whole working process. But um, what is what is interesting is that uh, you know the setup process we're designing it to be super simple, so it will not take more than thirty seconds to set up um, a, a, what we call a data product. It's basically a data application, so an application, a web application based on on some some sort of data set or or, or database. Um, we're designing the whole process to be not longer than thirty seconds. Awesome, cool. Why don't you? Um start to share your screen and in the meantime i'm going to do a final um, spotlight on our sponsor while you get your screen ready to share and we're going to stick with uh Ontair amplify as that's a big launch coming out soon any day like i mentioned before um example here so for this one just a quick overview um if you've used Amplify, you know it's kind of a collection of views that you can use to go deep into your data. There is some similarities with the interface designer. These are deep into a record level, but they also extend your data to add different types of ways to view your data that the Airtable doesn't currently have. And so we have um, nine different block views that you can use to interact with your data either looking at linked records, um, previewing your data, or editing your, your content inside your data through a Markdown editor, if you have Markdown data, an HTML editor, a JSON editor, or Google Docs, if you're linked to Google Doc URLs. And then we also added a very simple text editor. So this is our new editor, and sometimes 
we found that you just need a good text editor to be looking at data, if, especially if you have a lot of data and it's just clean text, it's not Markdown or HTML. Um, you can use this text editor to keep track and it's just very simple interface. It shows you the line numbers. You can also keep track of your word counts. You can also download it as a text file if needed. So a very simple text editor for interacting with your record data. And so that's the latest um, block view that, that's been added to the new release that's coming out soon. So check it out on Terra Amplify, check out all of the block views and, and feel free to let us know if there's a block view that you wanna see added to it. So with that, we will finish up here. Get back to my screenshots. And for this final segment, we'll do as part of the app a day. And I, I'm missing an E there for true source. <laughs> I'll fix that post-production. And I will share your screen and then, all right, go for it. Yep. Thank you. So, yeah. Um, so first of all, I, I'd just like to guide you through our, our landing page. So as you can see here, um, we're actually, uh, we're, we're pre-launch. So we have a wait list. So anybody listening who, you know, you're, you're interested or you're intrigued by what I'm showing, just, you know, feel free to go to truesource.io and you can join our wait list. Um, here's just a sample screenshot of, uh, of two of our screens that, you know something like a data product how we imagine it how you can how you can set it up um, this is what we call a grid view of a data product so here uh, you can see my mouse right roaming yes, around yes. Um, so here you have a banner image what we call a banner image and kind of a marketing place or a marketing area where you can um, kind of tease your users so the end consumers of your data products uh, that you set up and then you have areas for links uh, basically, and then your data, uh, which in this case is in a grid view, so it's uh, it's it's a it's a nice visual representation of your data. You can see that you know you can show images, logos, uh, whatever the type of or sort of data you're you're working with. And I will I will show examples of uh, of, of the table views that that we're also uh, launching with. So by default, we're we're going to be launching with these these two views. Um, so yeah, as I mentioned, besides Airtable, uh, TrueSource works with Google Sheets or, or just simple CSV files. Um, one important thing is that, uh, it's a hundred percent free to use. So setting up your data products, um, uh, ho however big they are, and you know, there's always, uh, some, some small, small text, small print legal, legal, uh, <laughs> disclaimer there. Um, so yeah, we won't, we won't be able to, uh, uh, host like a thousand terabytes. Uh, but yeah, within, within, uh, normal limits, I would say that it's free to use, uh, with huge data sets as well. Uh, we have integrated payments, which is kind of a, a feature that a lot of our early creators that we've spoke with uh, require. And, you know, that was kind of a pain point uh, on how to monetize and, you know, why the process is broken and you have to go through like uh, different steps, especially for the consumers. So everything is integrated uh, within uh, within TrueSource. Uh, customization, as I've said, um, uh, it's, it's always a... Uh, 
kind of a give give or take and you know what what uh we've just seen on Airtable, you know it's like how much you want to um you want to go towards customization and how much you want to simplify the process so as an early stage tool we're we're conducting interviews and we're trying to um make the process fit and make make the make the designs fit as many use cases as possible at the same time keeping it super simple so the the 30 second rule will apply and you know even a, a more complex data product we believe should not take more than five minutes uh to set up and um obviously it's it's no coding so it's a visual builder uh and and what's very interesting is that we will allow our creators to connect to other creators uh so basically you can build on top of some other creators data products um this is coming uh in in this so so this will be built in by uh by the launch but obviously as there will be more and more data products on our platform this will be more and more useful and valuable to our creators as uh, they will be able to use data sets which other data creators are okay to share publicly um and and build on top of those data products and the value creation so how uh, which is which is i think uh, I, I can talk about it here as i said it's it's free to use so it's like okay but how do you guys make money is whenever you monetize your product we take a small cut from the uh from the revenue that you make and out of that out of our portion we actually reserve uh, a, a portion for for co-creators so even if you're you're uploading a data product and creating a data product that's not monetized, and I will show you an example of that, um, you can still make money on the platform if somebody else monetizes that data that you're that you're setting up. Um, this is just a sample screen of you know like how monetization is going to look like. Um, again, about the connections. So you you see here a couple of examples like public data sets that you can actually upload to TrueSource. And if you do that and you maintain it and you clean it, uh, you can actually make money as a creator, even though you might not be directly monetizing it. So real, real quick, quick question. Yeah. So I think I think it was in the, the above section. So if you have data, if you're a data creator, you can sell it on a subscription basis or one time only. It looked like you had either option. Yeah. Yeah, so basically uh, monetization options are totally up to the creator. So um, some of our early creators, and again, I will I will show one example of that in, in the next couple of minutes, um, uses login requirements. So basically um, they are capturing uh, usernames, emails um, to access data. So it's kind of a lead magnet, like a true source works for them as a, as a lead capture uh, mechanism or, or tool. Uh, while as some other creators have set up their data products uh, with direct monetization. And, and when you do that, you can do a one-time fee, a one-time access fee, or you can do a monthly subscription if you're maintaining and, uh, and uh, updating your data set. Um, we also provide, um, um, user and access, full user and access management, including um, notification alerts and notifications. So basically, when you update your data, you can you can send out notifications to your users um, so that they will know why they're paying that monthly subscription fee for. And you know, it's just it 
the value created by the creator is is uh, is always clear to the consumer who is in the end at the end of the day paying uh, for the data product. Uh, and as a creator, you can set up you know rows or columns that you want to hide or you want to uh, you know uh, ask for extra payment for. So the creator has total control over their data set and how they want to uh, make it available. Also, download options. So download can can be um, can be enabled or can be disabled. Totally up to the to the creator because yeah, obviously in the data space, um, download is a is a. Uh, is is a is a nice option and a threat at the same time. I would say for for many creators who are working with with big and um, and valuable data sets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, some 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 more uh, visualization options here, and then I can I guess I can just uh, jump into some of the some of the data products that have already been created on our platform. Even though, as I've said, we're we're kind of uh, pre-launch at this point. So, so this data product actually is is linked from from our from our landing page as well. So everybody can can check it out. This is kind of an Asian Crunchbase. So if you know Crunchbase, that's uh, it's kind of a, a a data product around uh, startups and funding and um, and investors into into the the startup ecosystem. And this creator is actually putting together uh, a data product on specifically Asian companies. Um, so as I scroll down, uh, you see this is a, ta- a tabular format data product, um, and the filters which I haven't mentioned are actually auto created. So so you see that these these filters, you know, there's a date filter, there's a country filter, um, uh, and and all of these are auto created based on the the type of data. So if if there was geo data here. Actually, the countries could 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 have been shown uh, as as a map, but uh, when when uh, when we discover or when we realize that there's there's uh, geo data in the in the uh, data set that's uploaded, we automatically create map filters. And then here you see that this creator, as I mentioned, uh, requested that there's a login wall. So basically, I just click on login. I go to. Uh, Log in. I should be able to log in through my. There we go. You'll see my Gmail now, so everybody can spam me. <laughs> and yeah, I just logged in, and here now I have access to the full data set, and I can just show you uh, one 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 example of how a, a detailed view card a card view looks like. Obviously, this is again dependent on the on the type of data so this is a very simple uh detailed view with with uh, no nested uh tables here or no nested uh, further nested data but you see that the creator has actually hidden some uh some some fields um these are all customizable now sticking with the uh with the with the same kind of problem space um, but but moving into Web three, um, this is a crypto crunch base, if you will. Um, so this creator has uh, collected all companies and investors in the crypto space. So this is where there are there are connections between data sets. So you can actually see the names of the companies here, and then um, those are linked to to some of their investors. So if you go into like one of the companies and uh, check the details, 
And then you see that I selected the wrong one because this company actually is not funded yet. Um, but if you uh, select another one, then you will see uh, that this is actually an investor and that fund has actually invested into different companies and then just clicking on the company, you will actually get uh, to the detailed view of that company and then you can see all the other investors in that company. So all of this uh, lives in like, basically there are, there are two tables and then the connection between these tables, investors and companies are, are the funding events uh, which uh, which uh, co connect uh, this uh, this data product together or, or kind of interlink the data product. So is that is that respecting like do you know if the source for this was Airtable or not? Um, some of these are are from Airtable. Uh, some are from CSV files, and some and some are from from Google Sheets. So I, I actually don't that linking it. it if you do set it up in Airtable, it, it understands the link between tables and, and incorporates that into the yes. product. Yes, yeah. yes, it does. Yes, it does. So yes. keep, keeping it a little shorter, actually, I'll, I'll skip one product, uh, but one, uh, one uh, the next one that I want to show is just to showcase like uh, how easy is monetization. So this is a very mm -hmm. simple monetization here with $200 one-time access, you know, you, you pay to unlock and then you're taken uh, directly to Stripe. And, uh, and, and uh, yep, you basically pay and you get full access. Very cool. Uh, and the last one that I, I wanted to show as a, as a product, and then I'll give the sneak peek into the creator interface. This is a, a, a nicer visual, more visual uh, data product that I've, I've said, uh, this is about you know, public data directly downloaded from the city of New York's uh, website. Uh, but just uh, like today, this is totally undiscoverable, hidden in a CSV file that you can download, but we created a sample data product um, out, of these, uh, out of these parks. So basically you can see all the different filters um, and uh, I can just show you like a flagship park uh, that I know will will have more details. So like Bronx Park here, this is the this is a detailed view of of the park. You can obviously just hide any any of these details that are not relevant, like park department ID. You, you know you can you can you can hide or show these. But what's interesting and where I was going to, where I was mentioning that it's it's more difficult to create this in other um, uh, builders. Or platforms is that we have all the park trails included, all the water features, all the park zones, and because it's COVID, all the social distance violations. So basically, all these all these are nested tables that are linked by by the park IDs. So New York City has park IDs for all of the parks, and and it's super simple to uh, to uh, uh, basically create these nested views through these unique IDs or, or or true IDs as we call them. And finally, finally, just a sneak peek into like how how simple the the whole setup and then the customization part will look like. So this is you know just a just a sample. Uh, image of the of of the product creation basically how do, how do you create a project you know name URL then you select your input you select your views 
and you you basically set it up immediately and as i've said the filter creation for example is 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 totally automatic the you know you select the view and and then uh those views will be automatically added so then you have a starting point uh, that you that you build from like this next view is you know how the how the creator interface will look like you always see you know on the right hand side you see kind of what you're creating what you're doing and then left on the left hand side you will be kind of making your customizations or your modifications you know here in this in this part you're you're setting up a page page detail you know you can you know select which row uh, or or wh which will be you know the title of the card the subtitle of the card uh, and so forth and so forth and just to show another kind of uh, um, view so you know you can you can create and I haven't mentioned that you can actually create internal or external products um, with um, with TrueSource so since you have full access control it's totally up to you to set up who has access um, to your uh, to your data product so you know this is like an employee directory kind of uh, product that we're showcasing here and here you know you're you're actually uh, adding a section to uh, to your detailed view and uh, you can add as I mentioned connections from from different other data products that are already on true source and just uh, just a final bit of customization as as I've said this is a, this is a give and take or a, or a push and pull here we're listening to our creators as to like what are the what are the most uh, needed customizations and uh, you know obviously like colors fonts images uh, are customizable and uh, and we're going to be working on on adding more customizations based on uh, based on uh, user feedback after after the upcoming launch of of truesource.io awesome cool. so if a creator is using airtable as their source does it automatically stay in sync from airtable or do they have to log in and republish a new version of data yeah, so that's a feature that has already been uh, been uh, kind of flagged by our users that that we will need to work on right now. As of the launch, uh, it's it's a one time it's a one time thing, um, but we have uh, yeah we have started working on on different APIs and uh, and definitely that will be one the 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 Airtable sync will be will be one of the uh, of the automations that we're going to be implementing very soon. Gotcha. I could see like pros and cons of it auto updating if you're like in the process of typing in, you know, data and it's yeah. depending on what time someone loads the page on true source, it might, you know, data might not be yeah. finished. But like I could totally see if you have a view that's filtered to published, for instance. Yeah. You know, having that and, live and there update. Yeah, and then talking about that, one other thing that might come into the listener's mind right now is that is it possible to offer consumers interaction with the data product? And um, the answer to that is uh, it's 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 coming as well. So so you know just like ranking, commenting, so you know like like back and forth uh, data exchange is is not built right now is not by default included but um but definitely that's something that uh, we we heard from early creators that there are some use cases when 
commenting, ranking, you know, um, just uh, give, giving stars uh, to to different um, different elements of listings uh, might make sense for some use cases. I really like the feature of being able to share or repurpose data. So, and, and actually monetizing those that maybe make theirs freely available, but get benefits if it gets shared into another one. So that collaborative effort was pretty cool. Yeah. So like just to give, yeah, just to give one example for that, like the New York city parks uh, data product. Um, if you are setting up a marketplace or setting up a, just just a data product on, let's say, dog hotels, uh, you would probably want to incorporate like which one has uh, close by parks so that your puppy can be taken for for nice walks in the park. So that's kind of an added value if you know that the dog ho- uh, like a dog hotel has a nearby park. But you know, real estate office, you know, it's just like so many. Uh, so many use cases for incorporating uh, just public data. And then we, we haven't even started um, discussing about incorporating other proprietary data sets. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking down the line. You could, you know, make all your data accessible via API and monetize the, the API access. Yep. Yep, I'm sure that's on your mind. So very cool. Thank you for showcasing that. Sultan, what time frame? Is there an expected time frame of when it's going live? Yes, it's a it's a matter of weeks, not months. (laughs) Obviously, with with launch dates, it's a bit tricky to uh, to look into the future and uh, and predict. But I would say it's a matter of weeks. Until then, I would I would yeah, just just uh, ask ask for your patience. And you know, if you have a pressing need, you can you can reach out to us if you if you join the waitlist we have a slack community where it's uh our early creators are actually up up there and and discussing with us and requesting some some features so if you join the waitlist you can join the slack community reach out to us and yeah we're as i've said we're conducting interviews we're super happy to uh talk to anybody and as you've seen, those are live data products already. So um, yeah, monetization is live. We can build for you until until the self-serve uh, platform is ready to go. All right. Before we end it, somebody commented on your color-changing microphone. So you better give a shout out to your son. <laughs> yeah, that was actually set up by my son last night. And they, those are cool. actually our corporate uh, colors. So yeah, shout out to my son, Daniel, for 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 that. Thank you. awesome thank you sultan for coming on today's episode and camille as always good to have you with us and thank you to all who joined and hope that you uh meet with us next time it will be our final episode for the season so be sure to join us we'll have another special guest joining next week at tuesday 11 a.m eastern until then we hope you uh are doing well and enjoy for those in the u.s your thanksgiving holiday and we'll see you next week Take care. Yep. Bye. Thank you for joining today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to check out our sponsor, ontair.com. And we will see you next time on the Built on Air podcast.